Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Back after the Thanksgiving long weekend. A long, long, long weekend for Shauna. Yeah, yeah. How was your Vegas trip? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, the weather was perfect. Um, Checked out a bunch of stuff that we haven't seen before. Went to that awesome U2 show. At the new sphere. Yeah, your review of that is on the show today. It is. Uh, as well as a few other stories from your trip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was great. Um, I had family in town from Saskatchewan. We had, I think, 10 people staying with us. A full house. Full house. But it was fun. It was, I mean, the weather was just so nice. We got to spend some time outside. It was, I think we actually broke the record for yesterday. Yes. Like 25 degrees or something here, which was Incredible. the hottest October 9th. And it was, yeah, it's felt like summer weather. It was excellent. What a nice fall we're having. Totally. Uh, so yesterday, McKenna's mom, she was still here. She and I cleaned the tits off the house. Oh, that always feels so good. Top to bottom, walls, baseboards. Hands oh, and knees yeah. scrubbing of the floors, all that. So the house is perfectly clean now. It's great. Amazing. It's great. Nice and relaxed. I think I'm going to do the, the fall cleanup of the yard today oh, in the garage. Nice. That's always a good feeling, too. Also a big job. Yeah. But it's nice again today here. Uh, yeah, we had a fun show. It was nice to have the show back together. We have another soup parody for you. As I mentioned, a few stories from Shauna's trip. Uh, the Terry of the Year nominee, potentially. <laughs> First, you're out of context clip. Soupy panties now. Soup, soup, soup. Soup, soup, soup. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was in Vegas over the weekend, and uh, there was a, a dealer. And we sat down at this table, and he was like, my name's Jeef. And he had a name tag on, and his name was Jeef, J-E-E-F. Like Jeff, but not quite. But like Jeff, just one letter off. I was like, is this one of those? Have you ever heard the instances of, of somebody just misspelling a name on a birth certificate? Yeah, I think Dwayne Wade is like the most high profile case because it's spelled D-W-Y-A-N-E. It's like Dwayne. Oh, my God. And I think it was a misspelling that they just left. Mm-hmm. I think that may have been the case for Chief. For old Chief there? Like, is it, a, is it a foreign name that we're not familiar with or was... Was Chief a white dude? I didn't ask. Maybe he was a white dude. Okay. Uh, and he didn't have an accent or anything. So I don't, I don't, I think he was born in North America. I mean, I don't know. You never know. Maybe he just has a really good, you know, he's perfected the sure. accent. But uh, yeah, when I looked at I was just like, did you say Jeef? That Jeef, yes. My name is Jeef. I'm, I've seen G off, like the G spelling of yeah. Jeff. All of that, yes. But Jeef, it's like, did you just put, somebody got a little too excited on the birth certificate and then just, you know, added the extra little ding. Maybe it was yeah. just a little pen, little flip that would just turn it into Jeef. Or just had bad writing and they're looking at it. Does that say Jeef to you? It's like, no, it's got to be Jeff. But that's clearly an E. Right. Like, also, if you were the person to verify that, you think that you maybe would double check that, wouldn't you? Oh, it's it like, must be Jeef. That's what it is. Jeef, not Jeff. Jeef. It's like Jeep oh with God. an F. Yeah. Something G- happened there, but. Jeef G- with a PH. So maybe it looks like Jeep with an H at the end. 
Jeep. I'm Jeep. Maybe, maybe it's just to get the conversation started. You know, maybe, maybe his parents were like, "We just, we really want this to just be a conversation starter for old Jeep when he grows up." There are so many I Jeffs out there. Yeah, yeah. Do we, we want him to be another Jeff, or do we want him to be a Jeff? I mean, to be fair, there is a lot of different names and creative names. You know, maybe whatever. To each their own. How Jeef old was is he? His name. How old was Jeff? Jeff looked like to be probably late thirties, maybe early forties. Okay. Yeah. So kind Jeef of before is... names started getting real weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is it short for Jeffrey? <laughs> I hope his full name is Jeffrey. I should have asked. Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Is that Jeffrey? Do, do you go by Jeff or Jeffrey? I go by Jeff now. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. My son Bo is eight and he lost his voice recently. So all weekend he had this like super raspy voice. Oh no. Let me tell you, Shauna, uh, I'm not a fan. I think I've told you before how I feel about little kids with raspy voices. Yeah. It's a tough listen. It's. Hey, Dad. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> they tend to always have runny noses with raspy voices. Yeah. Well. There's oh. just something about, yeah. And they're often like misbehaved too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like real, real annoying, raspy voice little kids. Yeah. Ian was a kid growing up that had a raspy <laughs> voice. And uh, poor Ian always reeked of darts as well. Yeah. Like just, dirty mouth. Yeah. Runny nose. Mm-hmm. Hey, mister, what you doing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ian. His shorts were always dirty. <laughs> Ian. Poor Ian. Ian Ball. Oh, yeah. man. I wonder what he's up to these days. I hope he's cleaned it up. Me too. I hope he didn't turn into the adult version of a raspy voice I hope kid. he grew out of his raspy voice. I hope so, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, why anyway. do you sound like that? Yeah. Kid? Like, voices start changing when you hit puberty. Yeah. Or like you said, if you've been... A the heavy smoker for 30 years, you have that Bonnie voice. Yeah. Why do you have a Bonnie voice that's when you're it. eight? That's what the kids have. Hey. You're, it's very strange. <laughs> you're like, that's odd. That's odd. Yeah. No. How many darts have you smoked, kid? There was this kid in my church growing up, James. Mm. And James's dad did not have control of the situation because oh, you hear James start to misbehave. They always insisted on sitting at the front, too. Oh. If you got a kid that's going to fly off the handle, mm. you got to sit as close to the door as you can. Yeah. Because you need to, your, your pop time has to be pretty good. You got to be up and out of there. Although that's maybe how he was trying to teach, what was his name again? James. James. <laughs> how to behave a little better. No, we're going to sit at the front, James. You need God. We'll get you closer you need to, to be Jesus. closer to God. Because you'd start to hear James. Ah, that raspy voice and his dad be like James James and then throw him over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes oh no and try to run him out the back door and how old was James "Ah," like I don't know like four or five okay at least like what about baby raspy voice like that's terrifying (laughs) 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 hey mom yeah Give me the jug. Jeez, can you just get back in there? I don't I don't want you anymore. <laughs> the and Shauna podcast. I came across some magical small town news back. All real stories? These are all real stories. Yeah, from different places around uh, here, but these are again, think of these, okay? And when you hear them, realize that these are real headlines that were at newspapers in small towns around, okay? Okay. Let's just get right into it here. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Our top story this evening. A Norwegian man said he was impressed with the Olds Museum. Olds doesn't get many <laughs> foreigners through town, and residents are excited that he liked the museum. <laughs> Honestly, a Norwegian man? That's He's like, it. Hey, not, not bad here. That's ah, all right. Not bad. It's good, good. A local resident said the road is closed to Lake Country. <laughs> 
Melissa said she tried to access the road and there was a road closed sign and a flagger, but no one would say what was going on. That's big news. <laughs> Apparently, I was reading that she went back later to see if the road was still closed and it was still closed. That was all part of the- An update on a prior story. The road <laughs> lake country is still closed, according to Melissa. And the girls' high school volleyball team looked strong, according to their coach. Upon hearing this, Terry asked, How old are high school girls again? The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I feel like the Shauna McKenna's mom is in town and she's making the boys their favorite food that she makes, their favorite meal. Yeah. She's got a big pot of it on the stove right now. Oh, what is it? Chicken noodle soup? It's soup, Shauna, with all the turkey bones left over oh, from the turkey we the, had yeah. on Sunday night. Of course it is. Soup season. It's soup season. With your Thanksgiving leftovers? Mm-hmm. <sighs> We have another soup parody. Of course we do. <laughs> it's soup season. It's soup season. We were back in the uh, in the kitchen last week before you left. Yep. And we cooked this one up for you. Mm-hmm. Should we just spin it? No, let's spin it. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get that, that, that. That, that soup 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 gotta get that soup 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 gotta get that soup 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 gotta get that soup 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 that soup 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 you I got that spicy chicken stock you can get that pot from down below the nudes are good to go the simmers low the elements hot but there's something I forgot. Where is that spoon, spoon, spoon? I need that soon, soon, soon. I got that soup spoon now, but I am mad as hell. You trying to steal my mama's recipe? Oh, hell nah. I called the scandal soup gate. I say I already ate, but you got that soup, soup, soup. Imposter soup, soup, soup. Soupy panties now. Soup, soup, soup. Soup, soup, soup. Gotta sip that. Soup, soup, soup. Gotta sip that. Soup, soup, soup. Gotta sip that. Soup, soup, soup. That soup, soup, soup. That soup, soup, soup. <laughs> soup, soup, soup. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I've got another TV trope for you, if I could, Beckler. All right. Okay, so if you want a neighborhood to appear slightly sketchy, you put the sound of a dog barking in the background. And it happens in so many TV shows and movies. And it's funny because so many people have dogs now, so it's odd that a dog barking would indicate a sketchy neighborhood. That just means a neighborhood now. It does. It just means it you live totally around people because everyone's got dogs. But it is still used all the time in TV shows and movies. And a friend who has a dog who reacts every time a dog barks on screen is the one who pointed this out to me. And he was like, you have no idea how many times there's a dog barking in the background until your dog reacts every single time. He was like, it's always. That's funny. It would take someone with a dog like that. Absolutely. To, to notice, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how the, you know, they do all kinds of things to, to set to set the tone to set for the setting in a movie yeah right like we've joked before about how you know mexico is yellow right the air is kind of yellow in mexico and then you know you're in mexico yeah so when a dog's barking Uh you know you're in a rough neighborhood yes and again so funny because everyone has dogs that does not mean you're in a rough neighborhood are they just trying to show that like maybe in a rough neighborhood someone wouldn't care if their big dog was out barking all night that's it i suppose there's always that in the chain link fence sound as well i find that's another addition to that you just for some reason that's just intermittently put it and you're like why the chain why is there a chain link fence just in the air it's that and the dog it's like the dog's rattling the fence that's it oh you're in a rough place what's hitting the chain link fence nothing it's just yeah something sketchy it's true that's I guess what they assume the wind's just blowing (laughs) 
And then you hear that the chain link. Oh no, that and a dog. Where are we? We're in a bad sketchy, neighborhood. <laughs> real sketchy neighborhood. They only have chain link fences and dogs in bad neighborhoods. That's it. <laughs> yep, only there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We're already a third through October, and we haven't had much spooky talk on the show yet, Shauna. It's true. Jeez, what's happening? It's slipping away from us. Yeah, it is. Okay, so how about this? What is the goat of scary? And that might sound dumb. This can be interpreted very broadly, hmm. however you want it, basically. Okay. But what's the goat of scary? What has inspired the greatest amount of fear, would you say? Jeez. I mean, Jaws. Oh, you're getting really specific. That's really specific, yeah. I mean, um, it did keep a whole generation out of the water. It did. Like serial killers? Ooh. Aliens? The devil? The devil might be maybe the, the devil. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went through centuries of killing people because we thought that the devil was in them. Or yeah, yeah. Okay, that could be it. Even like when you think about horror movies and stuff, like the serial killer ones don't scare me as much. Like the slasher flicks, mm-hmm. they don't care scare me as much as the ones about possession and that sort of thing. Oh, interesting. That really freaks me out. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go another direction and say the goat of scary would be me. Yeah? Yeah, based on what I did to you the one time. Oh, when you when you frightened me? You were talking about things that, uh, you know, aren't as scary as others for you. This. Well, uh, this is probably the ultimate in scare for you. Cause Hang listen on to that to your for a second, because I want to okay. settle Sorry. on this for a minute. I know where okay. you're going, but yep. I want to settle on this. Okay. What is the goat of scary? Uh, like, legitimately. Would it be war? Disease? Pestilence? We were just watching this show. We just finished the show called The Last Kingdom. Yeah. It's a medieval show. Um, and it follows like this one warrior and his, his crew. Uh, but when they come across what they call the sickness, which must have been some sort of plague at the time, they're all terrified of that. Yeah. Like, I, I think fr- it would be more, more scary religious-wise, though. I think that the devil would be... Yeah, historically, I, what people would have been the most afraid of. Like they, they successfully scared the wheels off people for millennia, right? About the devil, and because the devil is kind of indescribable, you it could be anything, right? So, could, so many different things could be the devil. Could be rock music. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be a good-looking woman. Who's people being possessed by the devil—it's terrifying. Yeah, right. Like the, it's he, it's everywhere. Yes, it's everywhere and it's everything, and you don't know how bad it's going to be. That's yeah. just it. Maybe it is the devil. Okay. Mm. In close Instead, second though, place, when is, you scared me, I'd say. I mean, this is first. Boo! Ah! <laughs> me. Has anything else quite scared you as much as that, Beckler? The devil. The devil. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. That clip just keeps coming back, doesn't it? Yeah, it's never gonna go away. <laughs> the tiniest little boo. The tiniest little b e w boo. Boo. <laughs> Yeah, I may have overreacted slightly. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. It's fine. Thanks for not doing it again to me since then. Well, you know, I did it twice, actually. Right? That was the second time, I think. Or the first time. Really? Was that, was that shortly after we had started mornings? Mm-hmm. I think That's so. It's cruel. It's uh, eerie down here in the morning. It's dark. There's nobody around except for addicts. It's, uh... Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little eerie down yeah, here. Yeah, you, you're a little afraid of it. It's a little jumpy. A little, you know, a yep. little jumpy, just a little bit jumpy. Friend of the show, Panda Cat said, "What about the dark? As the goat of scary? Yeah. Everyone at one point or another has been scared of the dark. People are scared of the ocean because it's so dark. We don't know much about what's down there. It is true. Things you can't see, right? Like yeah. that's what it is. 
Uh, and then somebody else said, I think this was Kevin, said the goat of scary is evil children. And I was like, oh yeah, children possessed by the devil is terrifying. Super scary. Yeah, because they're supposed to be so innocent. And then if they're... <laughs> says, oh, that's not good. Yeah. I, I might have to agree with Panda Cat because that would have been... Like, the dark would have been a primal fear going back to our early evolution. Absolutely. And before the advent of, of artificial light, of electric light, the dark must have been all-encompassing. Mm -hmm. like, when it was dark, it was dark. Yeah. It's true. Do a few things by candlelight or firelight, but the dark would have been very visceral. And we have to be afraid of the dark. That's because we, uh, it is true. Things would come after us yeah. in the dark. So There's predators lurking in the dark. There's yeah. danger in the dark. Totally. And even now, like yeah, if you, you know, if you turn the lights off in your house and try to walk through it, you get that feeling. You get the hairs in the back of your neck standing up. You do. Mhm. Mm Dark's a good one. Yeah, that's good. Especially if your dog's staring into the dark, too. That's another... Ooh. Oh. Yeah. We were sitting around the fire on the weekend. We had a fire in the backyard telling ghost stories. It was good. Scary. Really good. Love telling ghost stories around it's the that fire. that time of year. Yeah. Scary time of year. really is. The Backland Shot of Podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes in the community of Cobblestone Creek in Airdrie. Oh, this is up my alley. Oh. Uh, on October 14th, if you hear this before then, and if you live out that way, that's this coming Saturday, the 14th, they're having a community pickleball event. Oh, damn. I love pickleball. I'm going yeah, to play you pickleball sure do. right after this. That's amazing. Uh, they also have front drive homes starting from the low 600s. So if Airdrie is one of the places you've been looking at, potentially living, potentially building, the neighborhood of Cobblestone Creek is one place that Shane Holmes builds. Go check out that pickleball event. Go take a look. ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I had, uh, I took a couple days off last week because I went to Vegas. And while I was there, I checked out that new sphere. Yeah, that new, new venue. venue where U2 is doing a residency right now, right? Yes. So U2 is the very first uh, anything to be in there. And um, the venue is incredible. Like, I think it's going to change the way you watch music or, or go to concerts from this point forward. First of all, it costs $2.3 billion to make. And the crazy thing is, this is a venue designed for concerts. So unlike going to an arena show or anywhere else where it's not designed for concerts, the sound in there is unbelievable. Right, it's not a multi-purpose facility. It's not a multi-purpose. It's an auditorium, right? It's $2.3 billion essentially to make a concert sound and look as cool as it can when wow. you think about it. And it's just, when you walk in there, you get it. I, we, t we had almost the worst seats in the house because I just wanted to be in the venue and I wanted to experience it. And uh, that was the cheapest ones. And the sound from even where we were sitting was unbelievable. I have a couple clips. This does not do it justice, but you can just hear how clear it is, even from that far behind. So, super clear from there. Uh, and at one point, they did this immersive sound experience, so you get sound from like 360 degrees. And again, I don't really think you can hear it, but it's just, it's it was crazy. So that first part was sound coming from absolutely everywhere around you and just fully putting you inside of it. Did like, they announce that they were doing this? 
this like 360 immersive experience? They didn't. No, no you just kind of go in there and you see how it's going to go. Um, so it was it was crazy sound wise. Unbelievable. It's, it's like Bono sitting in the seat next to you. He is. <laughs> at one point, Bono whispered into the microphone and said, I can whisper right now and every single one of you is going to hear this. It's crazy. That's and he cool. did. He did this little whisper and it was it was just as clear as he was sitting right beside you. So, so the band's having fun with it too then. Absolutely. I mean, anytime you see a, a show in a concert hall as opposed to like an arena. It's always way better. Like the difference between a show at the Jack Singer and the Saddle Dome sound-wise yep. is night and day, right? Totally. Because it's not yep. designed for that. And this one fits 18,000 people and every single person in there is going to have the sound as clear as day and Bono whispering into her ear. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Not to mention then, of course, the screen, which is the biggest wonder of the whole thing, which is the most HD screen ever. It's so crisp from everywhere you look and everything that I... It's like real life. If you have any sort of sensory issues, though, I don't think you can go because it's too clear. It's too insane. And it's all around you once again. Like the screen is almost the entire 360 degree dome. So that's in, that it's absolutely nuts. We talked about this before you left. If you like you could freak out in there, couldn't you? If you can't do drugs before going to that show. That's for if you do, you're going to have to leave. There's no way you'd be able to handle it's that. It's too much. It's too much. Uh, and again, this is the very first residency, so you two is kind of just experimenting with it. Right. But like bands from this point forward can zone in on this and make all kinds of things happen with that screen. And you can make you know different scents and sounds happen with it too. You two didn't do anything with scents. Um, right. or wind, but that's all capable, like all these capabilities. Wow. It's going to be crazy. Um, not to mention getting in and out of the venue, 18,000 people, uh, no lineups, no issues. You're in and out in a flash. So they've designed it so that you can transport yourself so quickly. There were no lines at any bars. There were no, and it was huh. completely sold out. So they figured all of that out as well to make it just super seamless while you're there. I mean, it it looks absolutely incredible. I saw the videos you posted too, and they looked ridiculous. Yeah, and that um, that's just like taking a couple quick ones. You every single part of the show is just a, a video. You're like, holy hell! I don't. I know people have said it's you know it's a game changer, and you said just now too that's going to change like the live concert experience. But at two point three billion dollars, it's not like these are going to pop up everywhere, right? This no. is this is kind of like a destination thing, isn't it? it yeah, it will be. I, I mean, unless let's see how much money they make and how quickly they can make it back. Mm. I guess. Interesting. Right? Yeah. and mm podcast. -hmm. I was down in the community of Legacy yesterday. Yep. Down in the deep, deep south of Calgary, deep SoCal, as our friend Fred calls it. Deep South SoCal. Yeah. Uh, I was at the specifically the the Township Shopping Center, which is just great. It has everything. I wish my neighborhood had a had a shopping center like that. Fancy. But I was cracking up at two different signs that I saw down there, Shauna. Okay. Uh, the first was a, a, just a big sign that said, Welcome to Liquorville. <laughs> now, Liquorville is a liquor store there. Amazing. But I was like, I could think of some other uses for this sign, you know? Put it on the front lawn during a party. Yep. Welcome to Liquorville. Outside your campsite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the summer. Population, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Liquorville. I mean, that's a pretty funny. I'm just envisioning a, a town named Liquorville. Liquorville. Now. That would be yeah. something. A yeah. lot of Terry's. Everyone's Terry would love it. Everybody's straight up. bombed. Everyone rides bikes everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or golf carts. <laughs> but you can get but you can get a DUI you can on get one a, of those, too. Do so. you on a golf cart? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I even thought, like, if you had a friend who had a real big night and was really hurting the next day, yeah. to drag the, well, it's a big sign, yep. drag the Welcome to Liquorville sign into their room yes. so they wake up and they just see it.
Just put it above them as they're passed out, okay? Just put that sign right above them. They wake up like, ah! <laughs> Welcome to Liquorville. Oh, <laughs> you are clearly in Liquorville, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm going to declare that next time I pour a stiff drink. It's good. Welcome to Liquorville. Welcome to Liquorville. The other sign that Population cracked- <laughs> me. <laughs> the other sign that cracked me up down there, uh, there's a Smitty's in oh. this shopping center. Sweet. Not just any old Smitty's, no. though. It says Smitty's Test Kitchen. Oh. So this is wow. where they uh, they try out the new recipe items for Smitty's, I guess. For all the 50-plus-year-olds who go to Smitty's for breakfast. Getting uh, How crazy are they getting back in the, the test kitchen at Smitty's there? I mean, it's first of all, how crazy can you get? It's, it's breakfast. It's Smitty's. Yeah. Right? Like They have more than breakfast, Beckler. Do they? Yes. They have lots of great senior specials. This is the thing, right? Like the one that I used to go to all the time, just actually it's no longer there. It was the one right on 25th down the street here. <laughs> and it was always just older people enjoying their liver and onions. Big liver and onions place. Uh-huh. So I'm envisioning the test kitchen likes to test out different sizes of, you know, liver and onions and what you put with it. Different ratios of liver to onions. Absolutely. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the different uh, sizes, because again, they actually have like half size for the older people who can't eat quite as much. So they really like to test all the old people, see how much they truly eat and what they can get away with. Well, first I got to put some respect on Smitty's because I only ever thought of it as a breakfast place, but no. at least they got more than that going on. No, I went there for Thanksgiving dinner once. Really? Yeah, a friend and I we decided to do the old Smitty's Thanksgiving dinner. But the fare oh, is pretty cool. standard at Smitty's, isn't it? It's, it's not standard. like it's Japanese fusion or anything no, where no. they're like creating new ty- new dishes. No, it's Smitty's. Yeah. Like you said, what, what's going on back there in the kitchen? It's kind of like another Denny's is what Smitty's is. Yeah. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I imagine like the swinging doors open, the saloon style doors, and you see like flames and you hear exotic <laughs> animal noises. And what are they getting up to back there? Yeah. What are they cooking up? And <laughs> this wild stuff. They try it all and realize that old people like to stick to their usual favorites. So <laughs> it's all for naught. This is good. It's all for naught. Back to liver and onions. Yeah, <laughs> back to liver and onions. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was in Las Vegas on the weekend, and uh, there's there's one strange thing about Vegas that I always laugh at. People have Vegas outfits. And it's the one place where people go and they bring a specific Vegas wardrobe. And it's always ridiculously sequiny, gaudy stuff that you would <laughs> never wear anywhere else. And everybody seems to have it. I was on this this forum for the U2 show because I went to see U2 at that, that new sphere. And on that forum, everyone was talking about what they were going to wear to the Vegas U2 show because it was distinct and different than other U2 shows. They wanted to wear some U2 stuff, but it had to be elevated in Vegas form. So they're talking about like sequiny Vegasy stuff that you'd wear to this show. I was like, what is wrong with this place? Like, why is that a thing? It's really know. weird. Maybe because you can get away with it there because everyone's dressed kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Is that- well, that's what it is, I think, is that everybody's kind of in it together. It's a, I think as adults, we actually like to play dress up a lot more than we're willing to admit <laughs> sometimes. But like at the show, there was one woman in front of me and she was wearing fully sequined everything. And then she was wearing a thong and a fishnet dress over top of the thong as if that was meant to cover what was very clearly just a thong, and this is what she was wearing. Well, how fun that she can be a little bit more free when she's on vacation, right? She probably Maybe she comes from like a place where you could never mm-hmm. get away with that. Yep. You know. But. Well, I have my own Vegas outfits. That I, I have a ridiculous pair of heels that I would never be caught dead in. Or First of all, I hardly wear heels to begin with. These are super high, 
and they're covered in sequins. This is Vegas, Sean. And talking these are about, Vegas hey? shoes that I only bring. They only come out when I go on a Vegas trip. They go into the, the old suitcase there, and that's it. I wonder if I'd want to meet Vegas, Shauna, or is she different? <laughs> she, she, she different? She's elevated Shauna, okay? She's Shauna in sequiny heels. Doesn't Cliff have some Vegas yes, shirts, too? Yes, he does. Too? He has Brett Wilson shirt. I was just going to say, he's got his own Vegas outfits as well. It's crazy. Boy, he's got like Brett Wilson shirts that he, he only wears. Only, he gets drunk, and he buys these Brett Wilson shirts and in Vegas, <laughs> and then they come out every Vegas trip, and he wears them again. Always like paisley and ridiculously loud patterns. Yeah. If you don't know what a Brett Wilson shirt, that's what it is. That's what it's it those, is. those like... Really loud shirts that rich Super guys loud. wear, mm-hmm. rich older guys with like where they, they fold the sleeves up, they roll the sleeves up, and the inside pattern on the sleeve is somehow even louder but you than the rest of the shirt. You've never seen Vegas Brett Wilson shirts yet, Beckler, but they're that. Plus, then they have sparkly things on them. Yeah. What do you think so Brett think Wilson wears in sparkly. Vegas? Oh my lord. It would be blinding. Well, You'd see him be like, I can't even look at you. You're too sequiny. It's giving off its own light. Yeah. And I mean, Cliff lives in Prince Albert, so he'd probably get his ass kicked for wearing a shirt like that around there. Absolutely, he would. So he just wants to be a little more free when he's this in is Vegas. what happens, it. but it's the only place like that, right? Like, I can't think of any other vacation destination where people forgot the specific wardrobe that goes with it. Sometimes when people go to hot destinations, like tropical destinations, they'll wear like the, the white linens. Yeah. You know, which yeah, you wouldn't wear around here. No, it's just because look. it's, and because we don't, it doesn't get hot enough here. Whereas there, it's just practical to wear that kind of stuff, right? Whereas in Vegas, it is not practical to walk around in nine inch heels with right. sequins on them. You know what I mean? People do that, it though. That Mexico, wedding, that Mexico wedding attire is what I'm picturing, mm. right? Khakis, white linens, yeah. white linen shirt. Mm. Um, my brother, my youngest brother is a very like, fashion conscious guy yeah and he has clothes that he won't wear in saskatoon because he fair. lives there because he's like he again because he's gonna get his ass kicked he's got this like sweater that looks like it was chewed by moths yes that's the look right you, we've talked about this before saskatoon is look they're not ready for that no nope. saskatoon is not ready for that sweater just like that girl if she walked around in her thong and her fishnet dress saskatoon would not be ready for that either yeah some of the terries there would appreciate it i'm sure yep yeah it uh they w- wouldn't be ready for it nope Nope, Terry would have to go home and <laughs> sit by himself for a while after that. Podcast. Had some family in town this weekend, and my brother-in-law told me a story about a Terry he knows. Oh, good. This guy is a Terry of the Month nominee, potential Terry of the Year nominee, oh, okay. potential Terry Hall of Famer. Oh, God. So my brother-in-law said these, these two guys went on a fishing trip up in Reindeer Lake in northern Saskatchewan, which is... Absolutely huge. It's right on the border of Saskatchewan and Manitoba. It's one of the biggest lakes in Canada, I think, in the whole world. Wow. And it's just speckled with like a million little islands, right? So they were up there on a jet boat and they were doing this fishing trip and they didn't come back when they were supposed to and didn't check in or anything. And like this is, it's remote up there, right? Like it's way up in northern Saskatchewan. Yeah. So the family started to get worried and they like alerted the province who launched a search party for these guys. And they went up there and found their truck and trailer sitting at the boat launch, but no sign that they had been back. Oh, boy. So like, okay, where are these guys? And my, my, my brother-in-law said, they're the type of guys that would just, like, strike off on a trip like that without a whole lot of planning. He said he thinks they, they probably had about eight jerry cans of fuel and about eight jerry cans of booze as well. Okay, naturally, yeah. So eventually, uh, they found them with the use of a float plane, and they landed this float plane on the lake, and the guys were 75 kilometers from the boat launch, and they had had engine trouble. They had trouble with their motor. They had, like, hit something and broke the motor. Oh, no. So the one Terry, it he stripped down the engine 
and the, the motor with a pocket knife. That's the only tool that he had was a pocket knife. He said it took him three days oh sitting God. on a rock, taking this motor apart with just a pocket knife. And when the plane landed, they were he had just got the motor going again, and they were cooking bacon and getting ready to go out fishing again. So I have that's amazing. I have a, the screenshots of the text messages between my brother-in-law and this Terry, and. Uh, Oh, my God. He said... I mean, good for him. <laughs> he said, uh, the kicker broke. It took me three days of sitting on a rock, fixing it with no tools but a pocket knife. I stripped the motor right down with just a knife and got it running day three. And my brother-in-law is like, so you were 75 kilometers from the launch when the, when the plane landed by you? And he said, yeah, they found us cooking bacon, jigging. Rods away, boys. There's a province-wide search party for you, they said. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were upset because they wanted to keep fishing. <laughs> and meanwhile, their families are like... Scouring the province looking for these guys. God, I love that. I love everything about that. Really, I mean, they didn't do anything wrong. He was just stripping down the motor, and then he got it fixed again, so then he wanted to go fishing. That was the whole point of them being up there. The whole point of the trip, I guess. Right? (laughs) Just a little underprepared. Families are pretty worried about them. My lordy be. Just out there jigging, Shauna. Just jigging. (laughs) We're just jigging, cooking bacon. Holy crap. Rods away, boys. That is amazing. (laughs) I love everything. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Potential Terry of Holly, Hall of Famers. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. X After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.